0: gary butterfield
1: and this is days of future cast and we don't have to talk about the avengers versus x-men anymore gary this is it we're done mm-hmm. we can just talk about the x-men now we don't need to worry about captain america
0: yeah i'm uh, i don't mind a captain america but frankly i'm sick of thinking about it
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm just i just want to focus you know. on my X's, my x-mens um this is our mm-hmm. wrap-up episode uh and general feedback episode we had some people write in some stuff uh, we are going to be talking about that and uh also me filling in Gary on some of the stuff that I've read that's after the AVX run to see if it excites his interest at all. Um Yeah.
0: I, I wanted to also I wanted to talk about comics a little bit in general because I have been on the dark side of reading uh, a couple of DC comics. Oh I don't uh, like that. And I figured this would be a good time to talk about that because it's a weirdo episode.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um let's let's get let's get people's questions and, and comments out of the way. Yes. Um
0: I uh, I mistakenly said there were none of these last time but uh yep. we just hadn't checked the proper space. Yeah. So um
1: bad. and sorry I, I usually respond to this that went to the message request folder which it's just I don't know why they do this because I would just rather see it than not see it because Jesus Christ. Um but uh at Split 7 inch comics says uh hello Mr. Greer and Butterfield you should uh you should read mechanics by Chris Claremont. You should, excuse me. You should add mechanics by Chris Claremont to your list of minis to do. It's only six issues and probably some of the best post Claremont stuff. Do you know anything about that, Gary?
0: I do. Uh, I think that is about, um, I don't know if that's a tsunami thing, but it came out around the same time as okay. uh tsunami. And I want to say it's uh Kitty pride.
1: Yeah, Kitty's life at the University Please. of Chicago is disrupted when the anti-mutant hate group blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. Oh, the um, art on this yeah, is really Yeah, I remember
0: like yeah. getting reasonable reviews. I don't I don't think I read it, though.
1: The art of this is like real kind of art deco like real sharp lines hmm. and stuff. That's, that's really interesting. Or at least the cover is. I haven't actually looked inside yet, so. Uh,
0: I wanted to add a solo thing that I forgot about as well, which yeah. is the Mystique. uh yeah brian k vaughn series which is real good Uh, the first six issues that'll be real fun to talk about but yeah thank you i I forgot about mechanics
1: we will put it on the short list of things to do especially because it is short in and of itself um Mm -hmm. apologies if i i haven't read these in advance so uh this is from riley at riley is class uh riley says uh now that AVX is over, what are your thoughts on mutants as part of the broader, fantastical world of superpowered people of different origins, like the comics, versus them as the only folk with powers, like the Fox movies? I used to prefer the Fox approach, but AVX pushed me to the comics. I actually think it's more interesting to have other powered people and a world that does treat mutants differently than them. Sure, Avengers ignored Genosha's destruction because that comic wasn't about that, but it allows for interesting stories. The mutant as discriminated minority metaphor has always been strained, but it feels stronger to me when it's not just about fearing power, but that people might love Iron Man but hate mutants. And when they can explore mutant culture as something more than just, quote, people who have powers.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm into it, but I my uh, take on it is that I want them to tell stories about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, I'm glad they're dealing with it, and it doesn't necessarily have to be like in a tisk tisk way. I think the uh, the tisk tisk is fine. Um, you know, I think Captain America should feel bad they didn't care about Genosha, but really, I just want them to acknowledge it and tell stories about about it. Um, and yep. they're finally kind of doing that.
1: Yeah, some of the coolest stuff in Morrison's run was, you know, seeing uh, mutant culture starting to clash with like human culture, right? Like seeing, mm-hmm. you know, specific uh, fashion for mutants and things start to like gain popularity, even with non mutants, just because it was cool. Like kind of treating mutants as punk rock almost. Um, and when they play around in that in that area, I, I really really like that stuff. So I'm, um, I I think for the movies like I think that works better for the movies when you only have mutants that have power because otherwise like you get into the MCU situation of like, you kind of have to explain why other people have powers and why they're different. So like just from a movie perspective, I think it works a lot easier if the mutants are the only ones that, you know, can fly around or stuff. But like in the MCU, it's going to be really interesting when they start introducing these people because yeah, I bet people are going to still be worshipful of Tony Stark and Captain America um, and hate and fear of these mutants who, you know, look like Nightcrawler.
0: It's going to be hard. They're going to have to figure out how to do that. Yeah. Right. Because in the comics, uh, they never really rectified that. I feel like the idea was always supposed to be like, mutants are scary because they could be anywhere. You know, uh, it could be anybody. Uh, but that's true of a Spider-Man as well. You know, they, they, they have secret identities and stuff like it's something that i feel like uh was one of those just weird factories that everyone decided to ignore mm-hmm. just for decades and decades until it became part of the part of the water uh we're swimming in it's going to be a harder sell in the movies i think uh when the first mutant shows up people i think are not going to be like it's different than spider-man unless their actions are explicitly uh you know kind of kind of dangerous which so one of the things i was thinking about with this uh recently uh with this problem is that i think that they should introduce a villain mutant before they introduce any hero mutants
1: uh yeah like have the magneto like, be a threat and and, and then yeah. like have to like deal with that like have have the mutants like kind of create the discrimination before you did the, and then yes. have that whole thing play out from there
0: and and I'm hesitant to say that because there's all kinds of troubling bits with the metaphor, right? The idea of like, oh, uh, we need the minority to do something bad to justify the hatred. Mm-hmm. Like that's not, that doesn't map onto the, my, the metaphor at all, right? I am I am not saying that. And it's, it's a minefield. But at the same time, I don't know. I am not saying there isn't a solution. I just don't know what the solution would be to have uh, a Cyclops show up and have people be like, well, you know, uh, Thor is good, but this guy is bad.
1: Yeah, exactly. You
0: know, I don't know why they would think that.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, because they saw Thor, like, save New York or whatever, like, and they see these people yeah. just... I think it's, it has if... to be their actions. Exactly. Yeah. And I know? think it's going to be real weird when, like, because, like, besides the Hulk, there hasn't really been, like, a, a quote-unquote, like, non-human-looking dude, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they just... They're obviously in outfits, but, like, Captain America is super handsome, falcon is super handsome um spider-man looks weird but he's obviously like a human dude he doesn't have actual like spider arms or anything thor is incredibly good looking black widow all that stuff like but if we ever see like a nightcrawler or a beast like i think it's going to really shock some people and i think that's it it really went
0: physical mutations yeah with it Mm -hmm. you know and they also i feel like the hulk uh kind of almost like set a little bit of that groundwork and then they undid it yeah you know, like the Hulk was a big problem and there were Sokovia Accords and all that jazz. Like they've made it hard to introduce mutants. Yeah. They still have to justify why the Hulk who looks weird, but also literally destroyed many cities is a problem or isn't a problem, but the beast is
1: exactly. Yeah. It's going to be real difficult.
0: Uh, And, and and yes, the Hulk was kind of a problem and he went away for a long time, et cetera, et cetera, you know, but now the smart Hulk, he's signing autographs. Like, there are people who definitely died from him destroying the city. Uh huh. Who probably don't like Smart Hulk signing an autograph. Uh, you know, at this point, so we'll we'll see if they do anything with that.
1: Uh, we also got an email from at um, Female Pheromones on Twitter, who says, "Hey guys, you wouldn't know this as you watched No Way Home a bit later, but here in the UK, it released between the last two episodes of Hawkeye." So I got the Kingpin tease at the end of the penultimate Hawkeye episode, followed by the Daredevil cameo in No Way Home, before getting full Kingpin in the Hawkeye finale. Obviously, not everyone had this experience, but me, it was a great way to have those characters roll in. Yeah, but that was pretty dope. <laughs> but that was super cool yeah, yeah. to see all that like right after each other.
0: Well done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that uh, I I did not know. Uh, I ended up having Hawkeye first, but I did not know Daredevil was coming back when I saw him in Spider Man.
1: I um I I didn't have it confirmed, but like it had heavily been suggested. Like all of the Marvel TikTok people had kind of speculated on it. There was a bunch of like rumors and you know pictures on set that may or may not be fake, and that Sony's taken down, and they wouldn't take them down if they're not real, or maybe they would. All that kind of stuff. Um, so. Yeah, yeah. Whom's the nose? Uh um, We also had somebody write in. <laughs> uh yeah, I'm I'm trying to figure out if we've actually done this before. We had to have done this before because it was back this is well over a year ago. Never mind. We've had oh, okay. to have done this. Never <laughs> mind. We're good. Um uh, this is an audio bit. So that's it. That's feedback. Uh huh. so I've been reading a little bit more of X-Men cuz I was very excited to get back to um to be done with AVX so I could just continue my journey into modern X-Men stuff so I can see how it eventually just stops and then they just reboot the whole universe. Um some weird things that I wanted to point out to you is that uh, the, the, the evil team, quote-unquote, Cyclops' team, uh, they make their headquarters in Weapon X's old facility. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which I just, I wanted to bring up because you just, get, you mentioned the hideout in the last issue, and I was just like, really? Of all pla-? And of course, it's like, that's the last place they'll look kind of situation, but it's just really very weird to me that they would choose Weapon X of all places.
0: It's pretty, yeah. It it feels a little silly. I I forgot to mention this during the thing I did uh, last night. I read the first issue of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was high out of my mind. Excellent. I accidentally gummied too much, so uh, that's what made me forget. I I remember it's Magneto being interviewed by uh, by Shield. Yeah. Um, For it, tell me more. Uh, does that because the first issue, the 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 idea was intriguing. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea here is that Magneto. Comes a shield to try to put down Cyclops, like he really must be stopped, yeah um he doesn't do anything in the issue that that implies that uh really um he saves a mutant but uh where where does that go
1: so it basically becomes uh Cyclops and his team are going around recruiting boom mutants for their team, which is the quote unquote like proactive team, the team that's like we're going to you know save the world and we're out there fighting the battles and all that kind of stuff. Uh, whereas, you know, the school isn't doing anything. They're pacifist. Um, and of course, this is where beast gets the idea um, to bring time travel back into the the past and bring the teenager kids up to meet um, the modern day people with the idea of like, if Cyclops sees his younger self, he would, you know, Oh my God, he would be ashamed of his thoughts and his deeds or whatever. Um,
0: and that, it, that's why they bring the 60s X-Men. That's what Beast says to show them to Cyclops. That's
1: what Beast says. Um Cyclops kid Cyclops teenage Cyclops uh later like a few issues deep is like he says he, he that's why he told me he would he was doing this. I think he did this to punish me because he can't punish Cyclops. Um the real Cyclops. Uh. So he, they they really do uh play with that a lot and I I I don't know what it is but like there's something really really cool about teenage Cyclops like coming here. Um, and, like, finding a bunch of shit and, like, trying to reconcile the past and what he was, like, the future he was fighting for versus the future that's here now. Um, at one point, he uh, breaks into his safety deposit box, which is his own safety deposit box. And he's, like, mm-hmm. you know, pulling cash out because he wants some cash or whatever. And then he finds um, wedding invitations. Um and he goes back to the school and he just hands one of the wedding invitations to Jean gray, like young Jean gray and just walks away. <laughs> and <I'm> like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. We're creating emo Cyclops here. Um, yeah, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. And it's, and it comes to kind of a head, like the, the, the older Cyclops team shows up on campus and it's like, Hey, all of you mutants, like you should come with us. Uh, who wants to come? Like, you know, no, no questions asked or whatever. And, uh, teenage Angel, who is confronted with his very weird future of a guy who doesn't even call himself Angel anymore, uh, is and like he all he wanted to do was go back in time and be like, yeah, let's go get mind wiped by Xavier and never remember any of this. Uh, <laughs> defects over to Cyclops, um, and, it joins, oh, and joins that team, uh, which I guess is kind of like a big spoiler, but I think it just makes it more interesting to to, to read, uh, get you more interested in yeah. it. Yeah, that's the other God. thing too is that the entire time. They keep saying like, well, we we you know people are like y'all need to send those kids back. The kids need to go back. The kids need to go back. You know, and every single time it comes up, they're like, yeah, we send you back. Xavier's just gonna mind wipe you, and you're never gonna remember any of this. And I'm like, is that y'all just are cool with that? <laughs> like, that's that's <laughs> what it's just known. And y'all are upset that he's yeah. dead. Like this is so fucking weird.
0: Yeah. Um, like why don't you bring a uh, young young Xavier? Yeah. Back?
1: Yeah. That seems like he's dead
0: big... now. You know, and you could fix Xavier. Um. Like hey man, don't do an onslaught this time.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's lots of like endangering the space-time continuum talk between the two the two beasts, the two Hanks. Um, and it, there's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of like really weird moments with Jean Grey of people just seeing Jean Grey and Of course, like, they, you know, she comes back and she's like, oh, I can't, I'm not a psychic. I'm just a telekinetic. And they're like, no, girl, you're a psychic. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) She literally starts, like, stopping people's minds and things just because she hasn't had the training. Like, she doesn't have the moral stuff that was built into her for all those years. So it's, they do some cool stuff with that. Um, uh, The other thing I wanted to mention is that the X-Force run, which is Hope, Cable, Forge, Domino, uh, and Colossus, is really good. And I'm interested in it, uh, but they just bring Colossus in like NBD and I I don't get it. (laughs) I don't understand. (laughs) I was really looking forward to like dealing with some fallout with some Illyana stuff. And like you just, unless it happens like 20 issues into the run, I think I'm only like 10. It just, they're like just, yeah, we need a strong guy. And he's not like a non-character or anything, but like it just doesn't deal with any of the stuff that we've been building in AVX. So I I was just kind of taken aback by that.
0: But, uh, it, it's the way that when writers want to make a new team or they pitch a new thing, my understanding is they just kind of say which X-Men they want to use. Mm-hmm. And then the editorial control decides if they're free. Uh, that is why, you know, like in the Morrison X-Men, he ended up with the team he ended up in, like he wanted other characters, but uh, Claremont got him, sure. and vice versa. Right. Um, so somebody who was probably just literally wanted a strong guy wanted glasses they weren't necessarily invested in everything coming into this they just had wanted to do their team yeah and the editor kind of made it work
1: and apologies i cannot remember i can look it up real quick but i cannot remember who's writing that but it's really good um nice there's also a legion series called legacy i think um Mm -hmm. and i did not like that (laughs) it was not Mm -hmm. good Um, x-men legacy yeah you mean x-men legacy yeah yet. that's
0: a so that's that's a really interesting comic like that's been that went on for a very long time uh and became started as a xavier comic out of um, what is it uh, uh messiah complex mm-hmm. uh and then um became a rogue comic oh weird. i guess uh mike Carey did that but it was like xavier to legion to rogue and then maybe Zach back to xavier pipeline Wow. Uh, I think that's where Mrs. Sinister comes from. I read that for a while, and didn't love it either. Like I like Mike Carey, but I mostly like him uh, doing weird Vertigo shit. Yeah, same. I didn't love his X Men stuff.
1: I um, I liked some of the stuff we've read with Mike Carey doing it, but like this just set, and I think Sy Spurrier was doing this. I think that's the writer. Okay. Um, and it was just real like, real goofy sci fi, um, real goofy mm. like mind plane can do anything. And then like the thing that turned me off is like he. Got a mind signal from two kids, and he went to rescue them, and it was like a samurai thing. And I'm like, I don't. I got very little patience for this goofy sci-fi thing you were doing, and adding weird samurai stuff to this is not helping. So I'm just going to put it down. Um, yeah, yeah. So that was all I got to read, and then I read um, approximately nine volumes of Berserk. So if you want to talk about that, we can talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: uh, I'm uh the uh I can where what happens in. Nine, volume nine of Berserk.
1: Because um, I,
0: I stopped reading that after uh, a little witch girl showed up. Okay. Uh, and they kind of did an arc with, uh, with that. And that's where I, I fell off. So and it was many years ago.
1: This is when, um, so this is still like exploring like the past with how Guts and um, Griffith met. And they all like formed the team or the band of mercenaries and the band goes legit. Um, and then Griffith gets like imprisoned um guts leaves um and then he comes back uh and i think they we're still kind of in the middle of that so they like won a big battle and then the, they are like he's about to like he has sex with the princess griffith has sex with the princess and he gets caught because the dad's a perv um and then he gets thrown in jail and tortured for a while and i think i'm in the middle of that that stuff right now so mm. it's good it's um it's, a- it's not as dark souls as i thought it would be because everybody talks about this being like the dark souls uh, the thing that Dark Souls stole everything from, uh, and it's it's good. Like I'm not saying that it's bad or anything. I just for some reason like I expected it to be way more of a one to one comparison, um, and th- I'm it, sure stuff. The story comes later. is less
0: so. They just steal direct designs. Yeah, like the the church arc has bone wheel skeletons in it
1: okay so that's yeah you know. and there were a couple there's definitely like some dark souls dudes in there i think i texted you like a picture of like the first six pages you're like oh these are dark souls guys i, I recognize this dude i bought i bought arrows from him yesterday yeah <laughs> um and <laughs> yeah. of course like there was the yeah. onion knight dude or, or whatever uh like i met yeah. him um
0: but yeah i was just I, it's, for it's whatever specific reason, things. yeah i was i was
1: thinking it would be like Real stuff. Um, and I tell you what, like reading yeah. manga right to left and then going back to uh, reading normal comic books, quote unquote, normal comic books, uh, left to right was a fucking trip. I did my head in real bad. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: It, it takes a while to get used to every time I, like, I, I basically get every new Junji Ito mm-hmm. and it takes me a while to adjust. Yeah. I, don't know. Uh, I have been reading comics. I went and saw the Batman and have gone, I've been bat pilled. I think I, I mentioned that I've been a Batman phase. And I picked up uh, a trial of the DC streaming comic streaming service, and I figured they would have Vertigo and, and all that stuff. So I could just reread some favorites uh, mm. while I'm on there and uh, read some Batman and it was fine. Uh, but I pretty quickly moved on um, and have been reread. I reread uh, a comic called Top Ten. Do you know Top Ten?
1: I do not. Mm.
0: Oh, man. Uh, it's, so Alan Moore for a little while was doing this thing called America's Best Comics through Wildstorm. Okay. I think is the name of it. And, uh, I think top 10 is part of that. It might just be Wildstorm. It's a really good comic. Uh, it's, it's 12 issues. The idea is it is a, uh, police procedural in a world where everybody has superpowers or some kind of science hero. Mm-hmm. Um, so it sounds like powers, uh, but it's funnier and much better because it's by Alan Moore, okay. uh, as opposed to, to Brian Michael Bendis. It tells one complete story. Um, it's very good and very funny. Uh, a little su- I'm going to spoil a subplot from it please, to sell you on it and sell mm-hmm. other people. One of the characters, his mom uh, gets ultra mice. So in her house, there are all these little mice dressed up as superheroes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, I like that a and lot. And <laughs> the exterminator comes in and brings in uh, ultra cats. I can't remember what they're called, mm-hmm. but cat superheroes. So we get all these little cat analogs of these things. It's the only way to get rid of them. It's like, what's well, that's what you got to do. So there's this war going on in there. Until eventually it escalates into a crossover and there's like a dark side mouse versus cat lactis.
1: I I love this. This is great. (laughs) And
0: and then it goes away because they erase the continuity. So the exterminator can't get paid. They had a little crossover and they did an alternate reality and rewrote history. Perfect. So no one remembers this cat mouse war in this old woman's apartment and the exterminator is like, this always happens. Uh, It's very cute and
1: good. Something that happens in the um Doom Patrol T V show is that um mm-hmm. they get um they eventually the entire like mansion that they live in gets uh haunted by a horny ghost. And you can just like okay. see like a spectral couple or spectral like orgy happening in various rooms. Like as you're walking through mm-hmm. and they end up having to call the sex men to come in and, and bust okay. them out. <laughs> and I, I, the rest of it just goes from there. But like just the idea of the sex men, the sex man to come and bust your horny butt ghost is just really, really funny to me. It was really I well that. done. So.
0: Yeah. I, I, I grabbed um, Doom Patrol in there because I want to reread that mm-hmm. uh, with, with hopes of watching this show. Uh, I also started rereading the Authority, which I hadn't read in a really long time.
1: God, I, I like that I, comic as well. I went through that a long, long time ago when I first learned how to uh, pirate comic books, and uh, like I read like a hundred issues in a weekend or something. Like I just mainlined that like it was an eight ball of cocaine, and uh, I, I really, really liked it. I just couldn't tell you a single possible thing that happened. <laughs> it,
0: it's a, it's very, uh, Warren Ellis does very powerful heroes and does science shit. Yeah it's just going down real easy right now, which feels good. Yeah. Uh, it's good. Comics are good. It It's, it's a weird thing. I love, uh, you know, everyone, I don't love that. I get out of the habit of them. Mm-hmm. Like I, I will not, it won't occur to me to read comics for a while and then I'll be like, Oh yeah. And then just have like a really nice evening, like lie in bed before bed and read like four or five comics before bed. Feels great. Uh, I love having the acts like access to basically every comic I ever liked.
1: Yeah. I was, um, the I reason f- I got started reading now. reading Berserk is because, uh, I was texting with Chris and, um, I can't or something, it was something Elden Ring related and we did, he mentioned Berserk and I'm like, man, I should read that. But like, it's impossible to get digitally, right? Like I would have to buy those super expensive, like hardback. And he goes, no, dude, I think it's just on like Amazon. And sure enough, like you could just buy mm-hmm. the, they were all like $10 a piece. <laughs> must have been a hundred dollars on Berserk this weekend. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, it's what you do when you have absolutely fucking nothing to do for four days. Um, but. Yeah, I could just, I just downloaded them and it went to my Kindle library and it like starts you with the first issue and goes backwards and the whole time, first page and does the whole thing. So Mm -hmm. yeah, nice fun.
0: Yeah, I'm i I've got a reread of that in me at some point as well. So, and I'll just die before I get to do any of the stuff I want to do. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a, it's fun to hope that I can all live to it. That's how, it.
1: Uh, that's how, you know, people are getting old when they start talking about what, what, what they can do before they die. It's a lot of yeah. fun. It's, it's the kind of energy we bring to podcast <laughs> about comic books nowadays. What
0: are, what are the final comics I'll be able to read? Um, <laughs> I gotta yeah, hope, so hope it's a crossover yeah, event. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, the thing. Yeah. Boy, can you imagine if like AVX before consequences is like, the last thing you did on Earth was reading that last comic and having to be like, "Well," and then just dying.
1: Do you think? Do you think? Can you imagine the scenario where, like, the Make a Wish Foundation calls uh, Brian Michael Bendis and is like, "Look, we've got this kid. He he just has to know what happens in the last issue." And Brian Michael Bendis is like, "Dude, are you sh- it's not that good. Like, get him to do something yeah. else. Like,
0: that's a waste some, of a wish." That, the Make a Wish Foundation's like last wish was to to have the Zorn plot taken care of so then brian michael wrote bendis wrote that horrible new avengers run there you go that uh that guy is floating in the sky and goes zorn Uh, (laughs) 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 oh there are two zorns actually (laughs) and the kid just like well fuck me and then just dies like uh
1: yeah it's very funny Uh, it's
0: actually good though yeah feels good uh what we are going to do next is uh bounce around between first appearances and mini series that focus on individual characters we zoom in in.
1: yeah uh Uh, we've got a bunch of them lined up um that we definitely Mm -hmm. have been talking about and making lists for and not just ignoring that part of our job and Playing Elden yeah. Ring. We um, did a lot of
0: that before Elden Ring yeah, came out. Yeah, and then Now that it's out, it's sure. sort of a thing.
1: no problem whatsoever. Probably yeah. one, we're not going to be doing that next Friday when we can probably record. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. If y'all, if y'all still, if y'all have suggestions on that, just um, add us somewhere on Twitter or the Slack. Um, no problems there to to see what is coming next. I'm I'm very excited to kind of zoom in a little bit, get away from um, big climatic energy into like one, yeah, to, to a much smaller scope. Um.
0: So something I was thinking of that would be a good uh, version of this as well, because we're going to read uh, first appearances and those are all going to be part of long running storylines, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff at some point. Uh, I wonder if uh, anyone has compiled the the best um, single issue stories in X-Men. Oh, yeah. Like I have tons of affection. There's one from the 90s where uh, Colossus, when he's an acolyte. And he has to be the lawyer for a kid who let the X-Men like invade Magneto's castle and help them. Okay. Uh, and they're trying to sentence him to death. Uh, and Magneto is in a bad way and can't really intervene. And Colossus has to be his lawyer. And like, that's the whole issue. I have tons of affection for it. I remember it being really good. Um, and it's just one issue, you know, and they used to kind of do that every once in a while. I wonder if there's a compilation of those.
1: Not on Google. Cause it's all like, what are the best story arcs? And it's, you know, mm. exactly what you expect. Um, but I'll, I'll we can do some digging. Um, yeah, yeah. All of these we, seem we like have plenty
0: pretty. to cover, even with just miniseries and first appearances. Though, yeah. we could do that as for a very long time if we want to. That's
1: exactly right. Um, also, we've got that looming animated series return on the horizon, um, which is yes. be super exciting to talk about and and do stuff with. Uh, we will. I I would have to imagine like without knowing the schedule of that or anything, I think that we would probably cover that after it was aired. Like, we're not going to be doing that like week to week or anything because that's just not the way that our show works. So. Um, yeah. don't like, if you're, if you're waiting for us to cover that as soon as it comes out, like hold your breath a little longer, we'll probably just be, yeah.
0: um, it might be shortly after that, depending on how things work out and how many, but how I many don't want to stop in the middle of stuff. Yeah. Yeah we're, yeah. yeah.
1: we're We're not going to uh, interrupt what, whatever we got going on just to jump to that. Um, and also like with our weird schedules, like who knows when we'll actually be able to get to it. Um, I don't, that's not exactly going to yes. be appointment viewing for me. I don't think unless it gets, unless something weird happens, i like, I don't know. just, you know, watch that on a weekend or something. So yeah um, it's also
0: uh also mcu stuff still happening. uh the the miss marvel trailer yeah came out that looks real cool uh so we will definitely talk about that in, in a limited capacity yeah moon, uh, that's going to continue so moon night's as out that stuff comes like up like a
1: week and a half you know, i think in like less than two weeks yeah um
0: moon, moon night soon dr strange is this summer
1: yeah
0: uh all that stuff's coming up both the the or the uh the trailer for miss marvel looks real cool i don't know miss marvel very well but i think the trailer looks good
1: you would probably enjoy the, so, that first like Cause I think it's only 16 issues or so 15 issues like that first volume. Mm-hmm. And then it like, she goes into other places or whatever. And it's, it's a re- pretty easily self-contained, like it doesn't connect too too much to like random 616 stuff. I mean like Captain Marvel shows up at one point, of course, because she has to, but um, it's, it's real, real good. Like, and it gives you a good perspective on that character. I think it's, and it seems like they are, they are definitely taking a lot of inspiration from the, those issues. So it's a good run and it's breezy. Yeah. It's so much, it's so much fun to read. So
0: yeah, I uh, I'm I, I should do that. There's no reason not to. Yeah. So, um, what yeah, else, Gary? I think that that's probably about it. Yeah. You know, what? Yeah. What else is going on? That's what it. What else is in the news? That's it. Dude, <laughs> I
1: don't fucking pay attention to the news anymore, especially not to talk about it on a podcast. I just don't do that stuff. Yeah. My mental health. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, I uh, I, pretty much everything has been Elden Ring for me, my man. It's been that's that's just what I do. Um. Yeah. Going to watch some Top Chef tonight. New season of Top Chef. That show is corny, and I love it. hmm Yeah.
0: I uh, I was watching uh, uh, just Cutthroat Kitchen mm-hmm. continuously, uh, but I started watching We Got to Camp Cutthroat, so I'm just watching that with my girlfriend, so we're going to watch another episode this weekend. Cool. Uh, this weekend, I might, uh, depending on how we're both feeling, uh, for work, I might go to a Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, we're doing that Watch Out for Fireballs on Chuck E. Cheese.
1: I did not know that. I had not, I had not seen that announcement, so uh, that's real exciting
0: yeah uh the uh that's going on so i was like and i there's an urban legend that you had to have a kid to go into a Chuck E. cheese they no longer give a shit yeah. uh, i found out i
1: can't can't, can't imagine uh, just, that they would fucking care at this point like if you want to come into the shitty restaurant please please spend money yeah yeah please
0: go in post like they, they're struggling yeah <laughs> like it's 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 seen way better days um but yeah we might do that which is a, a fun idea uh, last weekend we went to a real fun arcade uh, current girlfriend likes doing fun shit. Gotta love that. So I don't know. I'll go to a Chuck E. Cheese. I'll go look at some weird fucking
1: animatronics videos. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, is there anything that you th- can think of that is flip flopped harder in your life than your desire to go to a Chuck E. Cheese from like, age maybe like five to 10 and then age t- t- 10 and one day to now. <laughs> like I can't, I just can't imagine like, I, cause there was a time in my life where I was like a Chuck E. Cheese birthday party it would be the most, the best yeah, yeah. fucking time of my entire life. I would love Good it.
0: Fucking Valhalla. Yeah. <laughs> like, like just absolutely the best thing in the world. Yeah. And then it was stupid. Mm-hmm. And then uh, at some point I got like Johnny, why not okay. about doing stuff and it's great. <laughs> like I'm so happy to be like, yeah, I'll do the thing I didn't do yesterday. Why not? Sure. And I'll I'll make my own fun. Like I'll go there and there'll be I'll be with people who I like, so there'll be fun stuff to make fun of. You know, there you go. And and look at and and everything. Like I I've been in that second that third phase that reevaluation of shit like that phase for like the last like eight years or so. Um, that's me.
1: I'll, I'll go look. to
0: a tulip festival. Fuck it.
1: Well, festivals. Yeah. I will I will go to just about any festival that you want me to go to, especially down here because yeah. like there's a Budan festival. You know what they do with the Budan Festival? Yeah, they, they'll have crawfish They give you fucking yeah, yeah. Budan. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> and there's beer there. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah.
0: Uh and I also, as somebody who likes uh video games, you know, and, and engages with them professionally, uh, I guess. There's a fun I will go to arcades because most of the time when I go to an arcade, I will see a game I've never seen. An arcade version for
1: yeah it's always a good
0: time uh, and that's real fun fun to me like there's a uh i went to an arcade last weekend uh, a really good arcade nearby um and they had a 80s like late 80s batman side-scrolling arcade game based on the tim burton movie okay which i never i just like literally never seen before it's nothing special it was just weird to be like oh shit like that exists god
1: i feel like i played that you on know? like a game boy or game gear or something like a
0: there's lots of those mm -hmm. like this this was a different one like this had very different animations and shit we also we went to there's a a a haunted house game kind of thing like a shooter like a house of the dead Mm -hmm. thing that wasn't translated but you sat in a booth and it had haunted house practical effects like the seat would shake and puffs of air would come out and it had surround sound speakers.
1: It's <laughs> wild, man. It was I like love House it.
0: of the Dead with haunted house shit.
1: Yeah, that's great. Love it.
0: It was awesome. It's like Dark Omen 3D, I think it's called.
1: Do, do any of those little fuckers um, just come out and like come all over the place or what? <laughs> Dude,
0: <laughs> these little fuckers did all, like, we went there late, so
1: there were a lot of little cum shots. Because it was, it we was, we was an the adult bookstore. Right? So, <laughs> yeah.
0: The, the, uh, I, uh, I just, I, I love seeing a weird ass arcade game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I've never
0: seen before. Um, so I'm looking forward to this Chuck E. Cheese because even though it's mostly going to be like Fruit Ninja and Ski ball there'll probably be some weird little dis- disused corner that'll have like the Cowboys of Moo Mesa.
1: Yeah. A broken brawler. pinball table from 1982 that like one flapper works, but it's still going to be like, you know, the Incredible Hulk themed or something.
0: <laughs> yeah. But the TV show explicitly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Lou Frigno you know, all over weird, the fucking you know? thing.
1: Yeah. This
0: is the mash pinball game. <laughs> you know, the suicide is pinball. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you. And just like that we've got the title for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um uh thank you for listening yeah, everybody. I, thank you for listening us ramble. Yeah. Um we'll be back oh, yeah. in a few a few days uh with some um interesting comic books. Follow the Twitter to uh um, find out what all of those are going to be. Uh if you want to support us patreoncom TV ratings and reviews. Tell your friends. Uh most importantly, just keep listening. We love you. Uh, stay safe out there umbasa
0: umbasa